Welcome to Annie's Pink Chair, where we bring real, raw, relevant issues from a woman's perspective with wit and wisdom to the table. I am so excited. Today, we have to use Zoom, unfortunately, for this interview because of COVID, but I wanted to introduce you to my special friend. Have you ever heard of Alice Cooper, the band Alice Cooper? I'm interviewing his wife, Cheryl Cooper. We're old friends. And she has such an amazing story of how they met. You guys, it's a love story. I cannot wait for you to hear and watch this interview. You're going to be blown away at what God has done in both of their lives. And they are rockers, and we love them. Welcome to Pink Chair. Hi, and welcome to Annie's Pink Chair, where we bring real, raw, relevant issues today from the rock world. Woohoo! And you know what? I am so flipping excited. Can I just say flipping excited? Because I have with me today a superstar. She's a superstar to me. She's beautiful. She's anointed. She's uh, talented. She's creative. She's an artist. And she's also a rock wife of... Alice Cooper, it's Cheryl. Cheryl, welcome to the show. Annie, hi, darling. Thank you so much for having me. Oh it's my a gosh. pleasure to be here. I'm so excited that you're here today. You have no idea. And I don't even know, like, I can't remember what year I met you. And some people are like, well, how does she know Cheryl? Well, it's so funny because when I met you, I was at a Joyce Meyer conference. My friend. That's right. She said, oh, I have this. My friend wants to meet. Was it Lisa Bevere? Yes. Lisa, or was it Joyce? I can't remember. And, and, and we were trying to connect you to them or something. I can't remember exactly what happened, but I met you and I was like, you were just so amazed by the hookers for Jesus thing. And I was like, wow, you know about hookers for Jesus. And of course my friend, she probably bragged about me. Yeah. I said, I have the shirt. I know. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe this. And cause all I remember is I grew up in high school and I remember that song school. I mean, I was just like, wait a second, Alice Cooper. That's that dude that dresses crazy. And he does all these crazy theatrical, amazing, like analogies of songs. And he's like a shock and awe dude. I mean, he dresses up like a monster and he has this great theatrical show. And so I was really, really enamored to meet you. And I had no idea that you were going to be there at that conference. And of course, we just love, don't we love Joyce Meyer? That oh, is, she is Mama Joyce. Mama, Mama Joyce, Joyce is our girl, right? Like, that's our Mama Bear. That's my mom and the Lord anyway. She knows it too. But I call her Mama Bear. But uh, for you to be there, it just blasted me because I was like, man, I felt like God was opening up this portal to just love on people and give people favor and then have, you know, kingdom influencers. And that's what I consider you. You are a rock kingdom influencer, you know, and of course you and your husband's story. So, you know, I'm just so blessed and honored that you came on today and you're here right now with us, even though we're doing zoom, it's okay. We've got our dumb COVID, right? It's some little disease. We can't even see Right. It's like it's it's a see nothing. We can't see it. But everyone's super paranoid. And we all know with the blood of Jesus that we don't need to fear this thing. So we don't. You know, my husband came out with a new single called Don't Give Up. 
and it's called this invisible enemy that we're fighting. Wow. And he said, don't give up. So it's one of the more encouraging songs to come out during this pandemic. And it's very inspirational. Well, I can't wait to hear it. I'm going to listen to it right after we stop this show. I'm excited for that. So can you tell me, Cheryl, like how long have you and Alice been married now? We will be married. Are you sitting down? Yeah. 45 years in March. Whoa. Which is wild because you know I'm not 45 yet. Wait a second. I know. I'm like, are you guys vampires? Like, are you like living eternally or something? You don't look. I don't know how that. We have a youthful profession, I guess. But, you know, I tell everybody we live on a bus. We sleep in a bed that moves and sometimes share a toilet with eight men. And so that's the glamorous life of living on the road. Okay. You've done it way more than me, but I've been on the striper bus and I understand that Oh my gosh, that tiny little bathroom that all, I'm telling the guys, can you please put the seat down? Like, put the seat down. <laughs> we don't have those, I used to tell the paper. So little. I'm just so like, little. I'll stand up and go to the bathroom. You guys are like ridiculous. Put the seat down. So you you have been with him for 40, but 45 years, but married. But prior to that, were you with Alice before like dating and seeing each other prior to that. How did this all happen, by the way? How did you, you know, first meet him? We, ne- we never lived together. Okay. We never lived together. And if you were to ask me, hmm, how old do you think you'll be when you get married? I think every girl in high school sometimes asks these questions. How old do you think you'll be? What do you think you'll be doing? Where do you think you'll live? You, you kind of dream. So I had my blueprint. I had my little map, my little schematic rendering because that's what dancers, ballerinas do. You know, I'm a classically trained yes, ballerina. She's a classically trained a, ballerina, everybody. I had it all mapped out. I had it all mapped out. And romance really didn't fit into my life until maybe 36. Mm-hmm. And here's the reason why. By this year, I was going to be with this dance company, hopefully joining uh, through the ranks of the corps de ballet, hopefully to soloist, maybe one day principal. That was just a very lofty dream that mm-hmm. I had. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when true love comes to town, real love, you don't have a lot of say about it. And it wasn't that my plans were derailed. They just looked a little different. Right, right. So I was able to do everything I I trained to do and hoped to do and wished to do. It was just in a different world. So ballerina meets rocker and... Where did you guys meet each other? Like, were you at a concert? Were you... I never went to a rock concert in my life until I was in one. Until I opened my husband's Welcome to My Nightmare okay. show in 1975. 1975? Annie, you talked to me about Bach. I was eight years old. Mononov, <laughs> talk about Schumann, Mahler, Opus, Stravinsky. I'll tell you what Opus, what Cantata, what movement. I knew choral music. I'm almost a geek. I knew the Beatles. That was about it. Right. So And the last, Beatles were great. <laughs> you know, it's like, like, I know the Beatles. And I, I'm living with my parents. In college, mm-hmm. I'm living in Southern California. I was uh, enrolled in music and theater and drama and dance and college and lived in my Volkswagen with my toe shoes and my sheet music. You know, that was kind of me. And I came out of my third class of the day in my jazz class, and I saw all these girls getting ready for something. And you're now, like, do you remember what, when the headbands matched the oh, leg warmer? Yeah, of course. Oh, they were looking good. And I was looking like something the cat dragged in after my, I'm sweaty, I'm dirty. And uh, I said, what's going on? They said, 
Are you the only person in L.A. that does not read The Hollywood Reporter or Variety magazine? Because those were the trade magazines. This was pre-internet. Exactly. Pre There's no social, our social media were newspapers, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only way you know about an audition is if you read about one. Well, I said, no, I, I didn't know about it. They, they said, well, Alice Cooper is having an audition. And it is for a year and a half contract. And it entails a world tour, a TV special, and a full-length feature film. Wow. And my response was, wow, Alice Cooper, who's she? <laughs> and, and that's what they did. I had Who is no she? idea. I was not going to go. I thought, come on. I can't believe it, Cheryl. You said, who is she? <laughs> I did. Oh I God. did. And no one clue. of my friends. No clue who Alice was. <laughs> That's hilarious. So the, the deal was, I had a, fr a friend, and her name happened to be Annie. Annie looked at me and she said, Cheryl, you've been training all your life. Why don't you go for the experience? She says, besides, who says you're going to get it? I went, mm -hmm. oh, did, okay. you just, did you just throw down? Did you just say that to me? And I thought, okay, I'm going to go for the experience. And it was an audition. And it was a legit, huge, amazing show. No show had ever had dancers. It was like a Broadway production. Right. We he, had he was he, he, and before, the, before his snake. time. Yeah, before his time, he was a, a trendsetter. Like very much so. Literally, like I, I look at him and the band like kind of like a vaudeville, modern vaudeville, like hippie rock thing that happened, right? Like a something crazy like that. Well, I think when he came along, you have to remember, he came along in the peace and love generation. Yes, yes. And he said there were all these Peter Pans out there and there was no Captain Hook. And he thought, I'll play that part. That's brilliant. That is brilliant. Hook, right. And that's exactly what it is. It's a character. And at the end of the show, he takes off the hat, the sword, the coat, and he becomes the most amazing husband incredible father and phenomenal grandfather i mean he is i got a good one yeah you do so you tried out and then obviously they did they tell you right away that you were going to be in the show or did you have to wait a couple days two thousand girls showed up for two roles are you kidding two, me this uh, dancers flew in from new york california I mean, to get a year and a half contract was wow. a very good thing. And I'm 18 years old. What do I know? And so they offered me the job. I went home. I told my parents. They had never heard of Alice Cooper. <laughs> and I said, I don't think I want to do it. And it was actually my mother who I thought would have had more resistance. She says, you know what, Cheryl? Why don't you try it? Try it for a year. I know how you're raised. I know your moral fiber. I know wow. your character. You're going to be fine. Mm -hmm. It's a year. You can come back to school. You can resume this. And so she was the encourager for me to try it. And so reluctantly, I accepted the job. I had no intention of falling in love with my boss. <laughs> how, how did that happen, by the way? You, you were working and you're, you're in the show. Two women out of 2,000. I cannot believe this. Like, who is the other girl that uh, won? Do, do you remember her real well? Were you guys I good do. friends? Uh, uh, her name uh, is Robin uh -huh. Blythe, and she is now a, a therapist in oh, the wow. California area. And I've not seen her in years. I wish that we 
had kept in closer communication. But um, no, the show was just so great. But I'll tell you when we fell in love. Hi, friends. It's Annie Lobert from Annie's Pink Chair, and I am actually on location at our nonprofit ministry called The Destiny House. And do you feel and see the presence that's going on here, the peace, the calmness, the comfort, the beautiful grass, the trees? This is what each woman comes to when she enters our Destiny House program for sex trafficking victims. Would you please consider partnering with us monthly or just send us a one-time donation? Just go to our website at hookersforjesus.net and click on donate. And listen, your donation goes to a good cause and it's tax deductible. Thank you so much. a song that I danced to called Only Women Bleed. And it was one of these pathos, heart-rendering ballads about women who are abused and, oh, wow. and used and discarded. Right. And I came up and nobody had ever seen a contemporary quasi-thrash ballet at Anaheim Stadium, you know, which holds like 50,000 people. Right. And the whole stadium was silent. And it was such a poignant moment. And we had become friends. We we found out both our dads were pastors. We had a similar upbringing in church in, in our childhood. And we were just kind of two peas in the pod, but we really were not inclined to be romantic. And there was one scene every night where it ends up there's a nightmare bed with ghoulish faces and monsters coming to life. And the bed is the central portion of the show. It slides up and back and does different things and spins. And at the end of Only Women Bleed, I fall back on the bed as if I'm unconscious. And he comes over and he stings to me. And as the bed is rolling back into the darkness, he's singing the last strains of the chorus. And as soon as the lights black out, we bolt in opposite directions to get the next costume change. Yes. Because if you're not, right. if you don't have those next pair of shoes on by the fourth count of the eighth measure, you're not going to make your next an intro. Right. And there was one night that he just leaned over and gave me the sweetest kiss in the dark. And it was just so lovely. Oh and my was, God. <laughs> I, I and it 50,000 people and nobody could see. And my toes just curled in my shoes. And I thought, oh, no. Oh, no, please. Oh, don't, no. Don't do not do let that. this happen. Oh, my And gosh. Annie, I swear, I tell you, every night I thought, is he going to do it again? Is he going to kiss me? And that happened every single night until it just, there was no living without each other. I think wow. you know. You know, people say, how do you know? How did you know yeah, when you, you were know. 18? You just know. There's, there's uh, you this. Know, say, oh, I was too young to get married, or I didn't know. No. We grew up together. Right. I'd like to think I was probably more mature than I really was, but I had some maturity that belied my years. And we both knew that marriage is a decision backed up by love. You know, you know, when people say, Oh, I fell in love, I couldn't help it. Like I had no control. I fell in love. I understand that. And that goes with it. But when you commit to somebody and your heart decides 
and enmeshes and you're endeared to that person loves a verb right and it it's an action verb love does and the feelings are kind of that caboose it's sort of like you know when you talk about faith in god how the faith has to be the engine Mm -hmm. you know and the caboose has to be the feelings right because feel well ebb and flow come and go you know i love him so much more now after 45 years than i ever did before because it's, it has so many new dimensions. You, yes, you guys have been through so much. Like, I mean, I don't want to go into all the details, but you can share a little bit about there was a struggle many times in your, uh, you know, relationship and the band, and the, but you stuck, you stuck by him. You never left his side. He never left your side. Through all the trials and all, like you said, the train, it's like a boost, but yet the ride going there is kind of hectic sometimes, right? It is, it is. And I can't say I never left his side because it came down where I became the mistress and drugs became the wife. Right. And I thought I'm second place and I can't make a difference. If I can't make a difference, I can't raise my then three-year-old child in this. Mm -hmm. So I took my three-year-old daughter and I moved to Chicago with my parents. Mm -hmm. And I separated for about 10 months and he pursued me hot and heavy. He knew. He said, what can I do to show you that not only will I never touch drugs or alcohol again, but I will spend the rest of my life making restitution to you. You know, out of my mouth, I was going to say, well, it's too late. But God put these words in my mouth. Well, I'll consider counseling, but it has to be Christian. You set it up. I might show up. I thought, what did I just say? (laughs) And he did. And we went through it. And after everything was discussed, the counselor brought it down to one thing. He said, can you do this one thing? What's the one thing? You know, because I had a list of things that (laughs) they were real issues. Of course. He said, do you think that you can commit as a couple to attending church once a week? And my inner dog my inner dialogue was saying, that's all, that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, and out that sure. And we did. And that began our road back to reality, to faith, to understanding, to mm-hmm. the plan that God had for our lives in our marriage. And it's still unfolding. Yes. And it, it's a great adventure. And, and it, you, you are still in his show. And you have a character you play. We were talking about it earlier, the, the nurse, right? Yeah, she's pretty dysfunctional. She's a dysfunctional nurse. And then there's another character you talked about. And she's not well either. Her she, name is Mademoiselle Guillotine. Yes, she she, she doesn't like... She's a little... She chops, she's something else. She, she is the executioner. <laughs> and uh, she, she wears... Uh, she looks something out of the Day of the Dead, really. And then I play a very ghostly bride with a bouquet and a floating candelabra. And it's a quasi-dance character number, but it really, it fleshes out the music. You know, my husband's show needs no fleshing out. People say, oh, it's just, it's all vaudeville and and tricks. And no, if the music can't stand on its own, then no amount of theatrics is going to do anything. But this is such a good band. Such good players. It, it, it Everybody really, gets along well. It really um, is. And what would you say to even people that didn't understand, Cheryl, the message 
because there's there's a message behind the music within the music and if people don't understand what that is they could actually people that are legalistic or you know pharisees could say well i mean they're just like not you know and i i don't believe that myself because i've been touched i mean i got to see you know your husband perform and it was amazing I, I couldn't believe I was blown away by it like I was this is I understand now like I didn't understand before but when you get to see everything happen in person it, it just the the talent that happens and the the theatrics and the, the there's always a message behind everything that is presented interesting interesting that you should mention that because many people do not understand satire yes number one and number two I would like you to look up Fridays with Alice, S-W-A, okay. Fridays so look up with that. Alice. Fridays with yeah. Alice, okay. Uh-huh. And this uh, man by the name of Todd Jennings has made it his mission to take my husband's lyrics apart and find the allegorical message, the deeper truth. Uh, many of his lyrics point to Christ. Yes. Many of his lyrics point to doom and gloom unless there is a savior. Right. And if, but if you dig, you see this. In fact, my husband put out an album called The Last Temptation, and it was being sold in Christian bookstores, and the record company couldn't figure out why. <laughs> That's great. I love that. <laughs> have you guys, um, I mean, I know you guys are also doing, we only have a couple minutes left. The Alice Pudding, are you guys still doing that as far as the, the Center for Music and the nonprofit? We are. Okay. We are. We have What's a that website called. The Rock Teen Center. It's okay. uh, www.solidrock.com uh, uh, or it's also therockteencenter.com. Okay. But we have 54,000 square feet of space of dance, art, music, guitar, wow. bass, drums, voice, recording arts and sciences, uh, photography, videography. And it is... Well, it was packed. Now you have to have, have an appointment to go. Yes, I understand. But we were getting 100 kids a day in there from all walks of yes, life. Yes, and you're helping these kids uh, be creative and, and deep dig deep inside themselves instead of going in gangs. And it's such a great cause. I love what you guys are doing. I'm really jealous because I really wish it was here in Vegas. So, Well, from your mouth to God's ears, there should be one there. I don't know why there isn't. So let's think about that. No, you guys need to open up one here. And then you guys can have a second home here and we can hang out. Yay. That's the new so plan. I would love that. I would love that. <laughs> we, we can live up in the mountains and, and swim in the pool when it gets really hot like Arizona does, right? Oh, so my gosh. I, great. I'm, I'm really, really just, I, I wish we could do another show because we, you can always come back, Cheryl. But have you and Alice or you written a book about what's happened and if so what is it or are you working on that we're working on that okay and something i i it's it's hard for me to talk about because it's still in the very early stages right but it's a play it's a play oh my gosh that's going to be amazing but the central key element is it's a great love story broadway loves an epic love story and that's what this is it's a true love story that has survived and continues continues to flourish and grow and shape shift and you know when people say oh marriage is work i go yeah but work can be fun yeah it really can work can be fun and um it takes both sides i mean you can't do it without the other 
people want reciprocity. Anybody that tells you that relationships are 50-50, run, run. They're 100 and 100 or they're nothing. If you cannot wake up and look at your wonderful husband and say, how can I make Oz's day better today? I mean, those are my good days. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, think about it. It doesn't always look like that. No. You know, because sometimes it's 90% me and he's got to carry my bags and follow me in my dust. And then it flips. But the idea is always to prefer each other. And there's love. There's respect. There's growth. Mm -hmm. There's passion. I think C.S. Lewis said it really well. He said a good marriage has the passion of teenagers and the comfortability of a well-worn house slipper. Wow. that I, I love C.S. Lewis. What, what would you give, like, if you could give advice to an 18-year-old Cheryl or maybe someone that is getting into the music industry and maybe artwork or dancing that really feels like I have a message to give or I'm going to do this thing and let's say their life's just starting like yours did. What would you tell that young girl about her future? I would say equip yourself, first of all, and don't stop. I I go into the Rock Teen Center in our, uh, our, our nonprofit ministry and I watch kids painting. And they look at me and they go, yeah, it kind of sucks. I said, no, it doesn't. But understand one thing. It's better than the one you did yesterday. Look how much better this is. Right. And the same thing with the song. My husband will say, okay, now I see where you you took that song here. What if the bridge did that? Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. So put yourself in a place where you're going to be A, inspired, be equipped and that's why i love the rock so much because it's educational and vocational and it sparks that creative spirit and be your own don't be like everybody else if you've got something to say to do to dance to paint do it right now now that's the thing is when when a when a child comes in there or a teenager or or someone that's lost comes in there and they're hurting to to have that creative energy uh being able to be expressed at that place and be encouraged just like you said like hey look at the painting yesterday it's not as you did better today and and even alice saying look you can change it with this bridge check this out it's just so amazing to open up the people's eyes and the hearts of the children and i just love what you guys do i mean not only that just you in general cheryl you've always been i know we don't get to see each other a lot you've always been such a great encourager and i just want to thank you for just staying mm-hmm. in touch and doing what you guys do, which is you give back to the community. And not only that, creatively. And I am so excited, by the way, for that project you're working on. That's going to be phenomenal. And is it going to be a tour that you guys do, at, like like a Broadway show with your story? Or is it going to be written like a manual? What are you guys doing with it? It, it will not be starring us. Oh, I mean, okay. it's the real deal. It, it's going to be a big, big thing, and uh, very excited. So very someone's going to maybe play you guys as a younger version. Yep. Very yep. cool. I love that. So oh, thank you. I, I'm just like I can't me wait too. to. Okay, what I'm going to look up that song that Alice just wrote that he that he put out because we all need hope. Don't don't give up. It's don't give up. And what is the website that everyone can go to if they want to donate to? Uh, then Your you ministry? can go right to the Solid Rock website. It, okay. The Rock 
rockteencenter.com. It also Rock. has a Facebook page. I love what mm. you do, and, and thank you so much, Cheryl, for being thank on you, today man. on the Thank you. For, and you know what? I, I love you so much. I love you, too. <laughs> I'm going to be praying for you. And thank you. I feel so close to you. Have fun trying to get away from me. Good luck with that. Okay. See, see how far I you like get. That. <laughs> well, don't forget, build a place here so we can hang out. And, and we'll find, hey, we'll bring the girls from the Destiny House to the Rock Center. It'll be really awesome. So, I love how you think. Let's yeah. do this. All right. I love you. We'll see you soon.